Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. Planning a trip outside the country for business or vacation or to visit relatives? Going to fly there? Going to fly on JetBlue? Going to fly out of an international airport in New York or Houston? If all of those things are true, you may be about to have a new experience. Unless, of course, you've done all those things in the past two years. These days, instead of handing the JetBlue flight attendant your boarding pass and having the attendant scan it, you'll probably have your face scanned instead and never have to show your boarding pass at all. When questioned about this new boarding process, according to the register, JetBlue's Senior Vice President of Customer Experience, yes, there is actually such a position, said, quote, the success of JetBlue's biometric boarding program is a testament to the airline's ongoing work to create a personal, helpful, and simple experience. The boarding touchpoint is an area that needs innovation, and we feel biometrics will change the future of air travel as we look to create a more seamless journey throughout the airport. End quote. Uh-huh. That all sounds a bit, well, unlikely. Could there be something else going on behind the scenes? Oh yeah, this is all tied into Homeland Security's Biometric Exit Program, in which, by 2023, anyone leaving the United States by air on any carrier from any airport will have their face scanned and analyzed using facial recognition technology. Perhaps you aren't too excited about that possibility because you've noticed that the biggest creep in Washington isn't holding an office, though some might disagree. Nope, the biggest creep in Washington is mission creep, in which information gathered for one purpose is used for any number of other purposes, usually without letting any of the people whose data has been collected even know about it. So, maybe you'd politely decline to have your face scanned. At present, while the program is still being tested at four major airports, this is theoretically possible, though neither participating airlines such as JetBlue nor Homeland Security is making much of a public effort to let travelers know they have an option. Those who now have some warning that they may be flying with an airline that uses biometric exit facial recognition scanning can, of course, scour the Homeland Security website for information about this program. They'll find that the goal of the program is to catch people from other countries who were in the U.S. on a visa and then overstayed their visas. According to Homeland Security's own figures, that group represents a little over 1% who visit this country on visas for any type of reason – vacation, work, attending school, whatever. Most visitors from other countries now have to have their faces photographed as they enter the United States. So, the reasoning goes, to catch that 1% of visa overstayers will make everyone who's about to leave the country submit to facial recognition scanning and will catch those who've overstayed their allotted time here. Makes perfect sense, eh? Now, before we get too wound up about this line of reasoning, and the millions of Americans who are going to be affected by this scanning program, we should mention that if a person takes the time to dig into the details of the program, 
Homeland Security states that photos of American citizens will be deleted within 12 hours of having their faces scanned. But the question is, is that time period a matter of law or simply current departmental policy? In other words, could Homeland Security decide next month to keep the photos of American citizens for a month or a year or 75 years? Good question, especially in light of the pretty amazing technological mission creep in Washington in general, and even more so since 9-11. And of course, the question comes up, who else in government will be able to see those photos? As some wise person once observed, if the tool you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. As it becomes easier and cheaper to employ invasive digital technologies, every possible use of such technology begins to look to some government agency or other like the perfect solution to some problem or other, even if the overflow consequences may be very serious and affect the other 99% in this case, of travelers who haven't overstayed their visas, not to mention tens of millions more American citizens. As Edward Snowden's revelations a few years ago made apparent, when it comes to collecting information about individuals, most federal government agencies take a, quote, collect everything approach. Now, even local police departments seem to have caught that spirit. One of the new favorite tools that many police departments are using is the so-called reverse warrant for cell phone data. Suppose there's a crime committed somewhere and there are no obvious clues. What to do? Well, these days, since 95% of Americans carry a cell phone, usually without thinking about location data collection, police just get a pliant magistrate to sign a warrant for information on any cell phone that was in the area of the crime at the time of the crime. To those fans of the Fourth Amendment out there, this may seem seriously backwards, since warrants under our Bill of Rights are supposed to be very specific about what is to be searched for and where. Hence the name of these dragnet-style warrants, reverse warrants. Perhaps the perpetrator of the crime did indeed carry a cell phone, and perhaps it was on at the time and place of the crime. The odds are pretty good, however, that a lot of other people could have been in that area at that time as well. Even in a small city like Bangor, none of those people had anything to do with the crime. But presto, their personal information is now known to the police. By the way, Google is now getting 180 requests for these mass location data dumps every week. And that says nothing about how many requests wireless phone companies are getting. Google is a very tasty place for police to go for this kind of information since Google keeps personal location data for 10 years. Yep, 10 years in what is known as Google's sensor vault. And with a reverse warrant, that data is there for the taking by authorities. In the age of Facebook and Google and others, collect everything, as we well know, applies to more than just government agencies. So, do you value personal privacy and don't want to find yourself in a facial recognition line at the airport? As Homeland Security points out, 
you don't have to fly. Don't feel like having your whereabouts made public without your knowledge or permission if you happen to be in a place where a crime may have been committed. Maybe not carrying a smartphone, or at least keeping it turned off, isn't such a bad idea. In a digital world in which the dominant philosophy appears to be collect everything, the only way to minimize that kind of intrusion is to not provide anything to be collected. That, however, is becoming more and more difficult to do. And we'll do our best to keep discovering why, right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage.